Oh, wow, wow, wow. What a big, big week it was. And now it's Monday again. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like Mondays. I want to shoot the whole day down. But I'm not shooting it down. I'm shooting it up, like up to the stars and going to land on the moon. I have tweeted, insted. I'm going to TikTok, I'm going to get up and perform, I'm going to spread this album as far and wide as I can, and the link is in the top of the show, so please help me out, help a sister out, give me some loving, because I'm getting all of my influences together, that were my influences musically speaking, and I'm going to tweak them all (laughs) with it, so wish me luck and I will keep my ego in check as I go up and up and there is no looking back from now I'm rather happy with things the album cool collected collaborations is on Bandcamp. confession denial but you can search confession and denial Bandcamp, and it'll it'll turn up it'll turn up so Anyway, off to lay down for a little because I've been sitting since 5 o'clock and it's now 8 o'clock. So (laughs) burning my candles for people who are not well and remaining very stable, organising my life and just taking chances that I haven't taken before. So here's looking up and here's looking at you. Undies funded records and radio. Raising the bar for independent musicians everywhere. (laughs) Thank you so much. That was absolutely fantastic. I've already recut it and I'm going to include it in my new show. So keep your eyes open, or rather your ears, for the uh, next episode of The Great Everything because uh, your lovely children will feature in it. Thank you so much and uh, all the best to you and to them.
Just set up an interview with one of my producers, Tom Steger. He's going to join us in approximately 90 minutes. So I'm going to kick back, relax, light another candle, make another coffee and get on with the work. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Got to eat something though. It is breakfast time. (laughs) Way past breakfast when you woke up at 5.30 and ate eggs, woman. You ate eggs, remember? Hmm. Maybe it's lunchtime. (laughs) I'm going to have cheese and crackers, that's all. Yum, yum, yum. And this interview will be yum, yum, yum too. I'm sure we'll be very interested to hear what Tom has to say. Oh, 
gets broken, dear. I suppose I'll go, just let me make it clear as crystal. This will pass, yes, this will fade, a daft reminder of an awkward day. This will leave my love away. I'll be a bitch, but this bit aches. Why won't you say you miss me? You, my dear, are quite the mystery and I did And I did Yeah, 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 yeah Whoa Ah, you're here. Hi there. I need to be able to see what is going on here. I heard you coming out of the wrong speaker here. Hang on a second. That's okay. Welcome to Undies Funded Records and Radio, everyone. We have with us Tom Steger, who is the producer of my track, Dare, that's on the brand new album that's just released called Cool Collected Collaborations by Confession and Denial. Hi, Tom. Can you hear me now? Hi, Trudy. Yeah, doing great here. Sounds wonderful. Thank you. Yes, it's. I'm really proud of it. Thank you so much for your help with it. Oh, you're so welcome. I was glad to be able to be a contribution to it when I met you in virtual reality there. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good to put a voice to the, to the name and to the engineering and all of that, you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've we had, get to hear you, and everybody else is like a big mystery, right? <laughs> that's well. That's the point of having because um, uh, I had Adam on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, Adam Grossman, who does drums on a lot of my tracks and who produced Monumental Lies, which you would have heard on the album, um, and he did drums on Magnolia. And I'm going to have Ken Davis in the next couple of days, who produced Magnolia. And it's just in, it's so interesting having so many different producers and still having a great result at the end, even though I didn't sit down and master it. I just went whack because I really need the fundus right now. I need some money. So, yeah, to keep the thing going. <laughs> but it sounds Understood. really good. Together. They sound really good together. I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Surprisingly coherent, considering what you just said. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Universe just stepped in and said, all right, then you want an album? Here it is. And I went, sat 18 hours to do it the first time. It didn't save on the website on Bandcamp. So I had put in all the attributions, all the note liners and all that, all the graphics and all the songs. 
and then I had to start all over again. I chucked the biggest wally. <laughs> mm. And then I sat down, I laid down for half an hour, and then I got back up, got on the computer and just did it again. And I'm glad I did it again because the order I put them in was different and I think it works well, you know, together the way that I've put it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Yeah, it seems to flow really nicely. Mm. So what's your favorite track? Well, I mean, I I have to say the one I worked on is... (laughs) 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 But um, I've listened to about probably 70% or so of the album right now. But I I really like All Too Late a lot. Oh, that's one of my best vocals ever, I reckon. And Mike O'Brien wrote that song. He's so talented. Well, kudos to him, um, the, the, but I, I love the arrangement and I love the mood of it. Yeah. And it, it, it has the smokiness to it, um, the lounginess to it. Yeah. And I love a, a bit of that. Um, and I, I love that you threw it in on this album. It, yeah, it, um, it was really a standout for me among my collaborations because Mike sent it to me one Sunday morning. I said, oh, I'm not busy. Do you have anything for me to sing? And honestly, I did one take of the vocals and one take of the harmony and it was just done. Mm-hmm. And it just it flowed and it was just meant to be. And, and I, I really love that track. I did another one called Around Midnight of his, but um, he, he probably prefers that one. But I like All Too Late for my performance in it and the way that it sounds, the way he's orchestrated everything. Just it does take you places. It takes you to the situation you can put yourself in, and I love songs that let me express a a desire and a a place, a feeling. Oh, Hello. An alarm going off. Now I told <coughs> everything to be quiet. I put myself on Do Not Disturb, and now my iPad is going off. Nice. Excuse me. Please hold for these messages. Oh, it's the timer that I put on for ninety minutes away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's time for us to go on the air. We started early. All right, we'll, we'll start again. <laughs> I I like what you said about round midnight because when you and I work together, it's always around midnight for one of us. Mm-hmm. I do I'm not here. disturb on, but I still I updated my um, iOS and they've changed do not disturb. So the phone calls are still coming through and interrupting this interview. Oh my gosh. Rah, Apple. And why did I let it update? I knew I shouldn't have while I was busy. Silly girl. <sighs> I put myself on airplane mode. And airplane the thing mode. Off. Airplane mode, that's the one. But did they change <clears> it? <throat> I, I didn't do the update, so I don't know. There? I'm here. Can you hear okay. me? Okay. Yeah, I can, but it cut out as soon as I put airplane mode on. So it doesn't work the same. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it is my motto with sound engineering, right? If my yeah. ear is working, I don't want to update my OS. No. I'll leave it that way for as long as possible. Um, but yeah. the phone, I still let it update because it kept hassling me and I let it update. And now everything is different in it. And it sends my head out, change for the sake of change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to relearn. Well. I have to relearn everything learn everything about it again Ugh. well I, I don't like when when uh, 
people mess with my safe space this is my inner sanctum here in my studio and, yeah you know show, show us around seen pictures of what have you got you know, oh here in uh way too much <laughs> <laughs> how it, long it, you've been producing it, years and years and years have you uh it's it's been a minute um and i've been a musician for over 40 years and producing since about 2008 so what, whatever yeah. that is over yeah, 10 I years, count the years 10, 15, anymore <laughs> 13 years now 13 14 years yeah um awesome and doing lots of different things from vocal jazz to prog rock to classic rock to alt rock and more poppy things and the, even the the latin stuff i think i shared with you yeah um excellent <clears throat> i really like your style too you really dare because when I get when I sent it to you, it was a bit of a mess, and it was done. <laughs> and, and that's me. I just overdo everything. Um, so I need good people. To well, you're productive. Me out let, let... And, uh, <laughs> I will. I will g give you credit yeah. for being extraordinarily productive. I, I think when I got all the the um, the stems for or the the tracks for that, there was probably eight takes of everything, and I'm like, okay, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just yeah. started turn i start turning everything off and like okay here's here's the percussion and here's i think the best take of the lead vocal and then here's the best bits of harmony and um just tried to mix mix that together here's the best bits of the guitar um and it started to evolve um it what it reminded me of is a a much darker version of a julia fordham song from the 90s um called genius and right. i i love that song and the, the way but it, but that song is more of a bouncy happy latin influenced thing this this is a much mm. darker introspective the you know where the where the vocals where the where the lyrics take you the story of the of the lyrics um is much darker and it 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 borders on disturbed. I guess that's what yeah, I Yeah, well, it is, it. It, is a, it is a little bit of a stalker kind of song. You don't quite want me like I do you. And it's like, yeah, um, and I dare. And it was, it was an actual relationship that um, didn't work out for me. And it, so the lyrics are really hard-hitting, um, heart-based, you know. And most of my stuff that I write, I write from experience a lot. Um, and sometimes I live the way I live in the distress mode because that's where the songs are at. That's where the grit is at. And I like to put a bit of grit on it, you know? It it seems to suit you. Mm. I should write a, I should write a song about you. I think it, you, you worry me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a poem. I have a funny story with you. A new acquaintance been composing for ages and singing. He's got from a large songwriting group, like 20,000 people in this group. And I don't normally venture into the big groups like that. But um, mm -hmm. I sent him a poem once I became his friend called Ode to this Obli Oblivious Anthem. 
and the pot experiment. Do you remember the class where they put the frog in the pot and they slowly boil the it? Temperature. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he said, immediately we must, we must chat. <laughs> and he came into the chat and he said, your anxiety and you're bashing yourself with a stick and it's terrible to see and no one can help you and you need to get help. And I'm like, I've got three therapists. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm working hard on through all the stuff and it's it's great that people want to help but it's also understanding that the catharsis that comes from writing for me is essential to me living and breathing mm-hmm. and it comes and it not, comes through in the music yeah <clears throat> there's an so. authenticity about it you cannot fake authenticity Oh, that's what I've been told. I've been aiming to just be myself with my music lately instead of trying to be someone else. And it's starting to show in my compositions too. I would say so. definitely keep doing what you're doing because it's it, it it is working as mm-hmm. as long as you're as long as you're in a, a, a functional space for yourself in your life, you know. Yeah, well I'm I'm living it the best that a life and I'm feeling like releasing the album was a bit and really took me to the next level. I actually pitched it to Ellen DeGeneres this morning. <laughs> and when you listen to my album, I've been wanting to send you something I'm proud of it's on Twitter. And um, mm-hmm. no response as of yet, but I'm not expecting one. But I'm just going to keep going until I hit pay dirt with it. That's fantastic. It's it's bold and, you know, your boldness shows in your in your compositions and trying new things and see if this works and see if that works and just keep experimenting and not letting yourself get pigeonholed stylistically. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, uh, I, I, I'm really pleased to, to see you what you've created. Draw. Sorry. You in a genre draw. I don't fit in any, any of them. I just refuse to get in the box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think all the greatest ones are like that. So keep honoring your muse. Yeah. Definitely. Will. And I just want to come back to thanking you so much for picking me up when I was in a spot where I was so down about the production of the album that fell over and I just couldn't get up. And through the work of Mike O'Brien, Ken Davis, and I'm probably missing a few people here. Um, you know, I've really been able to get out of that hole and come back to perspective. I'm so glad that you uh, had the had the fortitude to find a way to have it work. You know, and you put yourself out there in that logic support group. And uh, I happened to be part of that group and, and saw a bit of your work and I'm like, wow, I really like this. What, like, what's, what's the deal? This is, you know, you're, you're yeah. right at the finish line from what I could hear. And, yeah. you know, I, I could put my magic so to it and take it to the finish line. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And indeed you did. It's been so brilliant to that track and that. That track was eluding me for years on how to make it feel right because I just wanted to, because of the emotions in it, I just wanted to layer. And you would have to peel back those layers. I'm sure you cried. You must have cried. What you were trying to do that. 
I, I just was scratching my head a bit and like, okay, what's she trying to do here? And then I, I heard it. I just, as I peeled it away, I, I sort of found the skeleton of it. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, I, I went back and forth so many times on, I want to put a bass part on this song, you know, because I'm a guitarist and a bass player as well as a producer. And it yeah. just, there's a sense of, I don't know, like it feels like it, like, not, like it might not be fully baked, but at the same time, if you take that away and strip it down to the bare elements, it has more of a rawness to it and, and even more of immediacy to it. And it's yeah, that's sort what of... I found. When I first heard your victory, I was like, oh, wow, I finally feel the song without feeling it overcrowded and, and was so overdone. The first demo I did of it was even less overdone. Um, and, and stripping back the things that came with it and feeling and how you left my, my last note in there. Like, to mm-hmm. me, that is an imperfect note. And I was like, oh, at the beginning. And then I realised, hang on, the song is a cry. It is a, you know, a cry for something, somebody, somewhere. And so it really suited. And, and But that wouldn't have been the main vocal that I picked at all. I would have picked one. <laughs> it's just this one had such a rawness and such an immediacy to it. I'm like, oh, this is staying in. And, you know, I, yeah. I love that, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't have to use auto tune or any of that kind of nonsense. It just is, it's perfectly imperfect. It's extremely emotionally raw and vulnerable. And it's at times the, the flow of the lyrics, the back and forth between the backing vocals, it, it almost sounds like the narrator is batting ideas around in her own head. Mm. you know yeah that's kind of what i was going for with it is this a conversation or you know like a one-way conversation to a an ex-lover yeah or is it someone torturing themselves with the idea of what am i well both why do i care about this relationship both actually and right a bit of both yeah um and it 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 really um it did something to me when I got that back from you. It allowed me to step back from that and go, oh, that's over finally. Thank you. Mm. And so I, I took a big bow and I, I gave you all the gratitude for that because it emotionally healed me a lot to mm. have that be. And I, when I had this song in mind, you know, stolen flowers on your front porch. I waited hours, wilted while I waited for your presence, nothing more. I wanted something like, um, you know, that um, wrote a letter to you on a cassette because we don't write anymore. You know that song? Mm, I don't think I know that one. Um, uh, who is it now? I've got a mind blank. Oh, well, I'll find it. And um and come back to it, but it's it's that um no aphrodisiac like loneliness, truth, beauty, and a picture of you. And for the life of me, can't remember the artist, but it's it's that's the song that I was going for in my head when I wrote it, mm-hmm. and with the lyrics anyway. Hmm. So, what else are you working on at the moment? What other exciting things come from well, Tom's most... studio? <laughs> 
the most the most exciting things and um really is me recovering from my uh atv accident and all the surgeries i've had to have here in the last few months yeah um so i haven't been doing a a, a lot of work but i'm i'm just kind of getting back to where i can see out of the right side of my face and put coherent images together in my brain and it's working though it's it's it seems to be working it's getting steadily better every day excellent um doing an awful lot of therapy physical therapy and um doing different things to stimulate the brain mm. um there's <clears throat> some optical issues there's some traumatic brain injury going on yeah. um and it's uh it's very exhausting. It, it, it's, uh, concussions and head injuries and that sort of thing is, is very exhausting to, to rebound from. It's been a little over a year. Right. And, um, you know, the neurology experts tell me it could be, you know, a year to three years, um, you know, before I feel like I've fully integrated retrained my brain to do what it needs to do the lovely thing about your brain though is it's so plastic and yes. that that it will rewire itself as long as you use it you won't lose it if you keep at it you will get there and you know doing your music is a great way to you know when you can doing your actual playing of music is a great way to rewire the brain also that's what i do almost every day when i play is just take a moment, take a beat and let the frequency wash over my body and actually let the cells regenerate through the use of the frequency, you know? Right. Some, I, you know, the, we've been studying neuroplasticity for years now and, um, uh, in terms of human performance, human development, childhood development, um, and and recovery from trauma, mm -hmm. whether it's emotional trauma or physical trauma, um, uh, and you know the good news is that we're a lot more resilient as human beings than anybody really realizes. Yeah, hallelujah for that. <laughs> Absolutely, <clears throat> we're very very sturdy. We're we're not um, necessarily even stuck with. Um, you know, many genetic things. A lot of people think, well, I'm just, you know, that's the way I am. Oh, yeah, but I'm just stuck with it. And it's not true. Epigenetics says that that's a lie. Yeah. Um, you know, if you eat properly and get yourself in a good situation and train your, your body, you can recover, you can get better. And it, it's, it's proven fact. And I'm working on myself every day to try and release the pain from the arthritis and stuff. And, mm. but lately I've been having migraines like once a week and, and they take three days off my week. So I'm just lucky to be well at the moment and have had the energy to put it all, pull it all together. But now I got to not fall off the horse, which is the hard part coming up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, I, I, because of the, uh, the, the head injury, I've had migraines every day for, you know, over a year now mm. and it, it is steadily getting better. And, um, if I were going to, if I were going to plug anything, I plug Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. His, plug his away. Work, his, his work is just unbelievable. Right. And, um, 
you know, it, it, he's got a number of books out there, you know, Becoming Supernatural is the latest one. And um, highly, highly recommend his work. Check him out on YouTube, on his on his website. Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's uh, ma- made a huge difference in my life, my, uh, my family's life. Um, and uh, I, I, I keep plugging away at it. Good on you. It's a good, it's good, good practice. Yeah, um, I've been working a lot with my energy centers and realigning a lot, and just coming back to center, practicing coming back to center after a panic attack. You know, things like that. Um, and I have a little exercise that I do, where I put my palms up, and I I connect the energy of the palms with the energy of the third eye and notice that triangle, then I connect the energy of the palms with the energy of the heart and notice the triangle that forms there and see where they intersect and that's my centre and that's where I get back to. And that really, it allows me to take a breath and just go, ah, and let out some of the pain, you know. Mm. One of the things I've noticed is if I create an energetic circle, a circuit with my left hand, put my left hand over my heart mm-hmm. and put my right hand over my solar plexus mm-hmm. and just close my eyes and then pay attention to the space that my, my body occupies and just pay, like literally get my consciousness back into my body. Mm. Um, what happens is my body starts shuddering and some energy rearranges and it's a bit of an odd experience but Mm -hmm. what i what i've noticed is that it takes getting still and present in the present moment for that energy to to rebalance itself yes and um you know that that sort of work and combining it with the the eft emotional freedom technique the tapping thing oh i've been doing tapping lately too yeah um my my coach showed me tapping and it does help with, with especially with immediate trauma. Um, if you do it straight away, mm-hmm. um, it takes the sting out. It's like reprogramming the body to not store the trauma in the lymph system, you know, and to let it just go instead of taking it into your cells. Um, that's what I've found. It, it, it uh, it's helping me when, when, uh, an unhelpful belief comes up and I notice it, then I can do something to interrupt it and literally disappear it. Yeah. And because these, these beliefs get stored in the body somehow, mm-hmm. how, who knows? But, uh, what I've noticed is that if I, put the affirmation in, in, in all the energy centers. And I'm even tapping into areas that are not really outlined in the training. Mm-hmm. It's just following my intuition. I'm going like, to put this message here. It seems to be stored here mm-hmm. and you know, it's different for everybody. It is. And every, that's it. Every system is a different machine. <clears throat> and the thing that has been blowing my mind over the last couple of days is being on clubhouse and other platforms like that. The synchronicities that are occurring, just everything seems to fall into place. And I just seem to be, you know, delivering the universal message 
as it's coming to me to people and they go, wow, look, there's a bird on my screen and I've just sung Little Bird to them. And, you know, it's it's amazing the interconnectedness of all things. I don't know if you've seen Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency or read it. Nope, nope. Oh, it's really worth a watch if you like watching. Um, it's mm-hmm. a funny, funny series. It's only short, but the book is by Douglas Adams. Um, oh, Dirk Gently's holistic. Really good, uh, <laughs> good pedigree there. I love Douglas Adams. He wrote the Bible, according to me. I, the Hitchhiker's Guide is my Bible. I started reading it when I was eight. My dad shoved it at me and said, "Here." Go away and read this. <laughs> Come back when you're finished. <laughs> and 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 then I came back to him, you know, a couple of hours later, and I went, "All right, it says that it's you know got more parts." And he goes, "You haven't read it already." I'm like, "Yeah, I've read it. I like it." <laughs> he mm-hmm. he was stunned that I liked it, but I got brought up on Hitchhikers, and it really has a lot of sense in it. I just love the way Douglas Adams. My favorite quote is, "Time is irrelevant, and lunchtime doubly so." Mm-hmm. And also, I like the sound the deadlines make as they go swooshing by. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Hilarious guy. Yeah, very. And taken from us too young. Mm. But, Indeed. But, you know, what are you going to do? And, and the, I bought my ex while we were together, I bought him the collected works. Yep. And there was just so much great stuff. You just want more, want more, and and there is no more. But there's a great Australian author you've probably not heard of. I'll get the link because I can't even think of his name right now. Hal Space Jock is the series. And, um, oh, gosh, names are eluding me today just because I need them. <laughs> uh, but he's from WA and I've actually spoken to him and he does NaNoWriMo in November. There's a National Writers Month in November and you've got to write every day. And um, he mentors people through writing sci-fi and stuff. Simon Haynes? Simon Haynes, thank you, yes. Mm. So you are, you do know. Awesome. Yeah. I just looked him up. <laughs> ah, oh, I don't have Google open. I've got all my attention on you, Tom. <laughs> ah. I'm not multitasking this time. I've been multitasking for the last two days. So my, my half a brain is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, I can still type, so that's good. Yeah, that is good. Um, it'll it'll come back, and definitely we'll be lighting my candle for you, continuing recovery. Oh, thank you so much, my dear. Much I, I, I'm so pleased that I got to meet you and do this collaboration. And I'm really curious to see what you come up with next. Ah, there's lots of stuff in the works. I'm always on like eight songs or more, you know, at once. And I've got a new band that I've been offered to perform in, like on recordings. We're, you know, Great. forming a trio. And I've met with, not met with, but spoken with a producer who's hooked up with a couple of major labels who wants me to write another Wish You Would Say type song for the Indonesian market. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just things all falling into place. It's very spooky, spooky action at a distance. Well, what's what's neat is that you've got people pulling for you all over the globe mm. and all over virtual space. 
And uh, I, for one, really appreciate your your contribution to the arts and to humanity and to my humanity. Oh, thank you. That means so much. And I don't have, you know, a heck of a lot of listens on this podcast sometimes, but then sometimes I have hundreds. So you never know where these interviews go to and how many people hear them. But, you know, just for the listeners, I would say this is the first time that Tom and I have ever spoken beyond, you know, the production of the track and a few kind words in Messenger, really. And so you're hearing us meeting for the first time, basically. Which is totally fun. It's awesome, isn't it? (laughs) And it's going to go out onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. You're going to go everywhere, my darling. Outstanding. Yeah. And if I can, if I can pique some interest, I'm going to take some time and do a press kit today, a proper one, and get my photographs and all that together and then pitch it to actual places. And I want to get Tina Arena for, for we used one of her tracks, Sorrento Moon, as a reference for Magnolia. You heard Magnolia. I don't know that I heard that one yet. Okay. Um, that's one that Ken Davis produced for me and we wrote it together um i basically sent him a raw vocal and he sent me back a guitar track and then we worked on it and i just did the vocal to a really crappy drum beat that i did in logic because i don't spend much time on them um and and i just sent it and he did this wonderful guitar and and wonderful production i'm having him on the podcast in a couple days time so super yeah i see it's the last track on the album now i didn't get my way to the end yet (laughs) yeah right it's a really happy ending (laughs) Um, magnolia took me a year to write believe it or not i usually write my songs in you know a day or less um sometimes they just come to me fully formed um but this one actually from conception to execution um took me a year to, to finish writing it because i just was inspired by Parrish saying to me, you should write about a magnolia. And I'm like, yeah, everybody's probably written about them. But the life cycle of the tree is interesting. You know, it takes 10 years to bloom for the first time. Mm. And so I went through, you know, maiden mother crone in, the, in, in my thoughts while I was writing it. And it's meant to show um, the progression of a woman through the stages of life. Awesome. Yeah, so let me know what you think of it once you once you get to it. I will. It's been really, really great having you. We're thirty two minutes forty four seconds in, so I think that's gonna call it a wrap. And thank you so much for coming on Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent. We love you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Trudy. It's been a blast. Awesome. Bye, Tom. Bye now. Oh, what a day, big day. Got an appointment with Chris Pitcher very shortly. And we're going to do some work on my computer skills and hopefully get a press kit up and running probably and look at why Logic is malfunctioning for me at the moment. I think my settings are wrong and I need to go change them. And let me say, AirPods are shite. Absolute shite for the price. They last 12 months. I know more than one person who's had a broken pair within six months. I've got these. They don't even hold up a signal um, as far as my Sony ones do. And 
they're not particularly comfortable. They don't sound great. They sound like normal earbuds to me. Um, I can't tell the difference between the earbuds and the AirPods. $269. And I know they're not going to last more than 12 months, which is the warranty on them is only 12 months. So I'm really disappointed with the AirPods and the quality of the mic is like not as good as the iPhone, not even as good as the headset um, microphone. So yeah, really not impressed with Crapple. I mean Apple right now because they don't sponsor me or anything. If they did, I might be a bit impressed. But no, they don't give me my gear for free. I'm going to pay for it all. So a little grumpy at the Apple stuff at the moment. So, hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough about me. Um, I'm going to put a few more short segments in this this afternoon, see what I've done. Um, I tweeted. I've been tweeting. Tweet, 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 tweet. I've been tweeting all over the place to all these famous people that I have on my profile due to being involved with the Medical Cannabis Users Association of Australia. I have a lot of famous people on my profile on Twitter, but I've never really used it because I've never really got the gist of the platform. So I'm working hard to get the gist of the platform now to publicise the album, which I will put the link to next. Thank you. Ah, oh, so exhausted. Going to have a sleep now. Thank you for listening. You have been here with Condensation, your host at Undies Funded Records and Radio, your home of all things independent. Catch you around.